Warning, today's episode contains a scandalous discussion of drugs at Disneyland, a thrilling Cliff Notes-style history of H.H. Holmes and his Chicago murder house, and an alarmingly sincere journey through It's a Small World with guest Marissa Strickland. Strap yourself in. It's Podcast The Ride. Welcome to Podcast the Ride, a podcast about theme parks where three men talk at each other in a way that alienates their wives and girlfriends. Uh, we are part of Feral Audio, home of great podcasts like Doughboys and Teen Creeps and a whole bunch of other great things. Joining me, as always, Jason Sheridan. Hi. And Scott Gardner. Hi. I think it helps to not do this around my wife because it saves her in person from having to hear uh, for having to be talked at about these topics. Yeah, I think that's why we kind of did this. We could get out of the house and then <laughs> we could... the burden <laughs> yeah, off of take... our significant others. Yeah, they can only take so much. <laughs> and by the way, I don't even mean to act like they're like so, oh my God. Like, Lindsay listens to a lot of this. My girlfriend, Lindsay, listens to a ton of this stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's and... the, primarily what Aaron and I... Uh... To yeah. talk about and do together. It's just that when hour five rolls around, <laughs> that's when it starts to become tiresome for, for her. And you're actually in the park talking about the complaining about the park. Yeah, well, that too. I mean, that it's everywhere. It's in bed. It's in uh, the park. It's in sure. uh, the Red Lobster. It's in <laughs> wherever you go. It's, it's coming. No, it's in your ears here on Feral Audio, which is what this podcast is on with lots of other great podcasts you can check out and you should. Yes, please yeah. do. And <laughs> listeners, uh, more importantly, Mike said wives and girlfriends, but Jason is single and ready to mingle for all of you <laughs> right. folks. Yeah, yeah, that's there. true. Well, let's let's bring our guest in because we I want to talk about some things. We're gonna get into a whole discussion about uh, it's a small world, the great Disney ride. Right. Um, and, and joining us today to talk about it is Marissa Strickland, uh, writer, actor, improviser, uh, lover of things. Uh, welcome to the show. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I love things. <laughs> I hadn't say listed that, right? her credits before. Now that I know, I'm intimidated. <laughs> that just sort of came, lover of things just sort of came in. It I, just seems like it does fit, right? I think it. I think I'm a person that wants to love in this world, so sure, I'll throw it at some things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez. Oh, well, so what a perfect topic we have. What a like d- a delightful, earnest, uh, love-worthy ride we have today. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. excited. Um, the, uh, uh, but first, I just wanted to talk. Uh, uh, Jason came in a little late today. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> we are going to do this, huh? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, it was his birthday yesterday. So yeah. happy birthday to Jason. Thank you very much. Um, and we had a nice time at a bar. Um, and Jason had, I think, what, three beers? I had beers? three beers, and I feel like I am dying. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to put that out there because, like, you know, the audience is going to sense, oh, something's wrong with Jason. And I just want them to be put at ease that he's okay. Yeah, it's I'm, just that I'm fine. It's just that when you're in your 30s, three beers will, and only 10 hours of sleep will really <laughs> knock you out. Not peaceful, not good sleep. <laughs> I, also, I usually sleep like the dead that was not the case yesterday 
I even I drove Jason home from this event, and you were you made a real point out of not only I knew the number of the beers, you were listing stats, three beers, and 9 a.m. I will happily wake up, uh, <laughs> do some research, get in the game about the about on on today's podcast, and then you you since have said it was more it was an 11:15. Yeah, uh, something like that. <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, you know it's much like the blue skying process that happens in theme park ride creation <laughs> very early on they've got very grand visions and eventually they scale that back so 9 a.m quickly went to 11:15, and i went oh no i have to be there at noon i think blue sky also sticks to a schedule <laughs> <laughs> they uh, do, uh, kind of. Sure. Uh-oh. I just, I just like the the like very specific announcement of the the plans. Which as soon as you walked in, you communicated the plans were not adhered to. Did not happen. <laughs> and you, you texted like at eleven forty five that you were running a little late, and I was like, oh, he just woke up. <laughs> that was my assumption that you had woken up and texted that, and then possibly fell back asleep. <laughs> but but it was not true. So you yeah yeah, yeah. everything's fine. Everything's you're here. Good. You're doing all right. But we had to have that uh, Marin esque moment of uh, true confessional uh, content to to discuss your three beer issue. Oh yeah. <laughs> well that's it. Yeah that's it's a brave feed- of you to go into it today. That's honestly. a feedback we're getting is that we they want a lot more you know personal dirt from us and stuff like really what's going on behind the mm-hmm. <laughs> behind the podcast. So, we'll um, surely uh, get to who my guys are right. Uh, who, who are your guys? Um, I assume I assume it's Imagineers. It's uh, Raleigh Crump. And, Raleigh Crump. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. Uh, Joe Rody. Uh, both Davises. Jeff and, and Alice. And a head head of Parks and Resorts, Bob Chapek. As yeah. Well. Disney Parks and Resorts. Had a lot of JPEG talk lately. Why That's would true. any wife or girlfriend be uh, <laughs> alienated by the, the references we're pulling <laughs> out here? These names. Uh-huh. Um, anyway. Anyway, Marissa. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Marissa, so, Marissa Sicklin's still here. She's still here listening to this. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, so what, like, you're a, you love kitsch and fun and theme park and... Do you, like, what is your personal relationship with the concept of a theme park? Oh, that's interesting. Um, I feel like as a child, I mean, I grew up in Southern California, so I would go to Disneyland once a year, but my parents hated theme parks. So, like, they pawned it off on my mom's best friend's daughter to take me to Disneyland. So we'd go, like, once a year, and it was, like, a big event, even though we lived an hour away from Disneyland. It's, like, we could have easily gone much more frequently. But my parents, like don't like corporate things they're very like uh like the kind of music they gave me to listen to was like um you know protest music from Nicaragua so it was like a six-year-old like listening to like (laughs) Nicaragua protest music (laughs) I thought that was cool and I like brought it to school and everyone was like what are you doing (laughs) so um my parents were very like anti-Disneyland like they thought it was gross they gave me the opportunity to go because they're like oh this is Fun for kids, but You're it's not. A child. Yeah, it's not what we want to do with our kids. Yeah. So our kid, I'm only one. Right, and and haven't you told me that then in your in the later years, your mom and your stepdad went go to Disneyland. Yes. Okay. And yeah. enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> basically, my step like I have a stepbrother, and he has two children, and like they've gone to Disneyland with those kids who are now like uh you know 
early teens. And uh, my stepdad, which is the funniest thing, he's like in his 70s and he got stuck on the, the roller coaster in California Adventure, like on the top of the roller coaster. <laughs> California scream and the ride broke down, right? Yeah, Whoa. it broke down. So he was just stuck up there and he was like, hey, <laughs> and he was just like happy. <laughs> you could see him from. Uh... I, I wasn't there, but everyone was like, Bob's just up there. Um, and then he was like happy as can be. <laughs> he's like a very sweet, round man with a gray ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a typical theme park goer, yes. Um, we're working on ours. We'll grow ours. <laughs> I've already got the round part down. <laughs> Three beers will do that to you. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, okay, but like, yeah, Lifelong Disneyland Go, in spite as a rebellion against your, your parents, that was the way, perhaps, to... Uh, slightly. Like, I feel like it was just like a childhood thing. Like, I loved going, and I thought it was, like, fun and enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last time I went until recently was, like, for grad night when I was 18. Because, like, everybody in Southern California, many people go to grad night there. Mm-hmm. I did a grad night. I did two grad nights. I got to go again with my sister a couple years later. Really? Yeah. Very exciting to do, too. feel very privileged. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. yeah. It yeah I don't think we've talked about grad nights. Yeah. Because really. yeah. Jason and I don't have this. We, we're not from around here. We uh, we would have to go to Disney World once in a while. So I did go with the high school band when I was 18, which is the closest <laughs> thing to a grad with like all a bunch of like scumbag 18-year-olds. Did they just cram you guys into the... An all-star hotel? No, it was so, off-site. We had to stay off-site. From oh, okay. We did not stay on Disney property. It was like some Hyatt or Hilton that mm-hmm. was like off. They'd have to bus us in. Living we like took animals. A, yeah, we took a bus down there. Four kids to a room. Did they tape uh, you in? Did, did they, they tape us in? <laughs> <laughs> I know when I went on like a school trip to Washington, oh, oh. D.C., they taped the, uh, <laughs> the doors of the hotel so they'd know if you opened your door overnight. <laughs> Because the hmm. tape would be, the seal would be broken. Like a oh. fucking spy movie? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Low rent spy. <laughs> Not as advanced as lasers. But no. Yeah, it's an, an intrusion alarm you could trip. I don't remember if there was tape. I remember there was some controversy of some kids getting, like, getting out at night. But I don't. Well, first of all, it was not me. I would never. I would never go against the rules of the of the school and the teachers. I would never make them upset with me. Certainly, uh, that's not. just not who I am or was. Let's make one thing clear. <laughs> Fifteen Especially, years ago, Mike was. Uh, I remember the big. Yeah, yeah. The biggest. I think the biggest thing I felt like I was getting away with was I would have Sprite for breakfast every morning. <laughs> <laughs> we would eat breakfast and whatever the hotel place was, and I would just like I'd be like, you know what, I'm gonna have Sprite. Like I don't know, get to have Sprite for breakfast, and I was like, I'm gonna have it every day, and I did. And I was very proud of myself. Meek rebellion is yeah. a theme of this episode and the <laughs> podcast in general. Did you pour it into your cereal? No, no, that's too far. <laughs> that would be, be insane. All you to the insane asylum if you're doing something like that. Um, but grad, I mean, what was grad night like from two grad night goers? Um, Either of you. I, uh, well, as like a then uh, theme park nerd, I, I really enjoyed it, but I was all snobby because they were playing like hits of 2003 instead of, you know, the charming barbershop quartet and uh, <laughs> country shanties that uh, you typically hear in the park. Uh, you know, I didn't want to hear Usher's Yeah and On Into Main Club. Street? Yeah, that's oh, the way really? they make it for teens. Weird. Yeah, yeah, they do, they do uh, to, you know, turn it into some damn teen 
nightclub, and I didn't I didn't like it, but I had fun anyway. Uh, uh, I mean, running around the park like all nights, and uh, uh, you know, yeah, staying up all nights, and the ultimate rebellion, <laughs> the ultimate <laughs> meek rebellion. Um, After you have your sprite, you can stay up. <laughs> oh man, I'm getting sugar. such a sugar high right now. Uh, uh, I don't know. What was your uh, What was your grad night? Um, what I remember is that like they bust us down because it was mm-hmm. like an hour bus ride and um, I remember I was in the bus I didn't want to be in mm-hmm. so like that's one of my biggest memories is being like oh, all my friends are in the other bus <laughs> um, but uh, uh, I was with a group of people that that definitely uh, uh, snuck some illicit drugs into the park <laughs> um, this is the <laughs> other end of the spectrum to Mike's Mike's rebellion <laughs> sneak, uh, sneaking Sprite at breakfast like Sprite in pill form what kind of drugs are we talking about <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sugar pills. Sprees? 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 Chewy sprees. Chewy sprees. <laughs> Jolt's cola? <laughs> this one pill packs the power of four sprites. <laughs> oh, I'm afraid, man. <laughs> uh, no, it was like ecstasy and cocaine. Ah, wow. <laughs> so just like crammed into your belly button and taped in? Or, Basically, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Like finding all the little spots that they didn't frisk you. Uh-huh. Um, and like the... the did they frisk you? Yeah, they frisked us. Oh hmm. wow! Yeah. Did they Jesus. do that to you? Um, I remember there was there was kind of a drug pet, and maybe maybe a dog was led onto the bus as, as well. Wow! And I also remember people like like taping drugs and and, and sneaking them in, and also puritanical eighteen year old like, but you can enjoy Disneyland perfectly sober. <laughs> What do they need that for? Usher. Uh, <laughs> I was such a grouch. Uh, um, I'm chiller now, if you can imagine, as I do my theme park podcast. Uh, um, wait, okay, so how did how'd the night play out for... Uh... Um, the night was really fun. At the time, like, I was a cigarette smoker, too. Mm. And um, so, like, I had this, like, genius move to, like, um, I know you guys are men, so maybe you don't have as as much familiarity with tampons. Um, but I like opened tampon wrappers, took out the tampon and put cigarettes inside of the applicator, the cardboard applicator, mm. and then smoked them inside, the, you know, opened them up and then smoked them uh, in the park. And that's what I remember being the scariest part was like trying to find a smoking area because like none of us were supposed to smoke at all. Mm-hmm. But wait, no one in the park. Yeah. Yeah. You you were 18 at the time. Yeah, but it still was grad night, so there's like lots of like funky there's rules. There's extra rules. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know if I was 18. I turned 18 in April, and I don't, I assume grad night was probably in May or June, so yeah. I'm guessing I was 18, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. But what? they have to have these uniform rules. To, totally, uh, yeah. And I remember just like going by like the bathrooms by like the Matterhorn or something and be like, oh, I'll smoke this cigarette really fast. What a fast <laughs> cigarette. Yeah. What a pleasure. Um, oh, yeah. Pure <laughs> it's a nice suck down. <laughs> That's the best part about cigarettes. They're so efficient. <laughs> yeah. And in and out. Was there, was that your inner? Innovation to hide them in yes, there? Yes, and I still think it's a really good... It is good. That's what good I wondered. Like, I super glued the packet back together. So, like, if anybody looked at them, they would be like, oh, this is a tampon. And it feels like a tampon because it's inside the cardboard applicator. But then if you open it up, there's two cigarettes. It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I remember... I mean, this isn't theme park related, but I remember, like, I had... I had... Oh, I shouldn't say this, but marijuana. My mom will be mad. Uh, uh, somebody had given it to me in, like, college, and I didn't want it. So I, like, put it, like, in, a th- like, a tube. Like, I think it was, like, a tennis ball case and put... Those are see-through. 
Yeah, well, but wait, wait, that's true. That's true. But then they had like stuffed like different things in there. And then I put, I'm trying to think like it was in like an air freshener or something. And I was like, well, no one will, no one will ever find this. I got to, if somebody, and I was like, I was very nervous about it. And of course, like who's looking, who cares? And I think I may have put it in my trunk and then like, I don't know even know what happened to it. So the yeah. earth was a much more calm process probably than me trying to hide drugs. Well, if they had found that, they would have just thought you were a weird man. It's like, wait, why is he carrying around a tennis ball holder filled with air fresheners? <laughs> <laughs> like the Christmas tree kind? No, I th- I, you know what? I think maybe I sprayed like Febreze, like whatever the version of that oh, is okay. in it. Okay. So it'll be like, well, that'll throw off the dogs. The, dog, <laughs> the dogs will never smell if they smell the Febreze or the the air freshener, your, Pine Sol. Your intense weeks-long Home Alone-esque plan. Yeah. For, uh, oh, God. So sad. <laughs> Just the saddest. But if they catch me, uh, the string will trigger the bowling ball. that uh, <laughs> smashes the door in. That'll distract the ca- them. And the catapult will shoot the- them across the yard. <laughs> there was a story uh, just recently of people like being um, asked to leave, like they had marijuana edibles on them and they had their California medicinal marijuana cards, but Disney still, I think, has a no zero tolerance, like not yeah, on property. Yeah. And they, right. they just either, I think they just threw them out and let them in the park or they're like, eh, we got to let you, you can come back tomorrow. But, uh, I don't know. Oh, but it, they got found out because there was a plain clothes security yes, guy. There's there's this. plain clothes security people scattered throughout the parks, and they the guy was behind them in line, like he was just a regular guest and heard them talking about like right. So if it's an important thing to remember, if you're at the park and you see a guy with a giant Jack Skellington sweatshirt and a big beard, that could be a cop. <laughs> so yeah, you always got to be on your toes. It what, also could just be a sad guy. Oh, well, or both. <laughs> oh, how nice to know you can get secret shopped as a Disney ticket holder. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I paid my hundred dollar admission and now can't bring in legal drugs that I was prescribed. Yeah. Uh, we're making the park sound real uh, fun and salivating <laughs> for any potential. Uh, uh, um, so, so what was... What was the experience like being a little bit uh, out of your mind? Um, I, the the main thing I remember from grad night is just like it was fun that it was dark. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it, it was nighttime. It's just like colors and. And I found twenty dollars on Space Mountain, so that's like whoa. the thing that like sticks out to me. And I was like, whoa, it was very cool. Jason's hat just flew off. <laughs> that would be the the best day of my life. One of my favorite rides and finding twenty dollars. It was there. very cool, and I like looked around. And it was just. Just a twenty dollar bill, and I was like, "There's no way to return it, so it's mine." You know, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to go report it. No. Yeah. Although, if you had, if you were talking loudly about it, a secret shopper behind you may have requested <laughs> that you take it to the lost and found. And if you were Scott, Jason, or I, you would have run up immediately to the employee and say, "Excuse me, um, I found twenty dollars on the ride. I would like you to find the rightful owner, please." <laughs> Where's the sprite? <laughs> I've had too much sprite. Stop the ride! There's a financial emergency. <laughs> Shut all the rides at the park down. We need to find the owner. <laughs> oh, um, we're fucking losers! <laughs> <laughs> so now that you're trapped here in a uh, in a in a den of nerds, uh, uh, let's get into it. It's a small world. This was this was your uh, area of discussion, and uh, yeah, I, I, let, let's hear about it. Let's hear your your personal connection to this ride. Why did you choose it? Uh, what's the deal? I think. Um... 
I, it's it's a ride I've always liked. Uh, basically, there was like a 10-year gap where I didn't go to Disneyland, and then I started going, you know, in the last like five years. And um, every time I go on it, I think I cry. I cry most most of the times I go on it um, because it like that is the world I want to live in like so bad. Yeah. So for those of you who might not know this iconic ride, it's it's basically a boat ride uh, at Disney. It's mo- at most of the Disney parks. It's a little boat ride through an idealized world where a bunch of little children from all the nations of the world sing the same song in different languages and they just they're having a, a G-rated party basically. Yeah, and it's just like like just the idea of everyone singing the same song, bringing what they have. Like it's about inclusion, it's about like celebrating our differences <laughs> and like in the positive way rather than like seeing them as like dividing factors. And it's colorful and I love color. Sure. It's <laughs> It's interesting because Small World is probably the most earnest ride ever, maybe. And maybe not ever. I don't know. That's a crazy thing. But, like, it's very earnest. And I feel like it gets a bad rap. I think people think it's, like, for kids, like little kids. Mm -hmm. Jason? When people are, like, terrified by it, I I think. Like, I think think it is so hyper positive that that some people are are like uh, afraid of it uh, our uh, our engineer Brendan was just talking about his uh, his friends who like like had a bad trip on the ride and uh, like like they were on, they they were on acid or something and it was going well until that ride and then all of the dolls freaked him out uh, uh, but i th- i think like i don't know it's like yeah it's gotten that rap over the years which is funny because i don't think there's anything nefarious certainly not in the creation of it it is like so uh, 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 disarmingly sweet and sincere. Um, I think too, maybe like people being afraid of it is because of like horror movies. Like anytime you see anything really like sweet and childish or something like that, people are like, ah, that that's going to come to life and eat me or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And like lots of tiny dolls all together. I can see the, the potential for, for terror in it. There's, um, there's probably something psychological if you were to meet a person that just feels completely like everything is good. We, I, like there's something yeah, a little weird. bit like yeah. strange about uh, about a, something like that that doesn't have any sort of like there, it, it's a, there's an apparent lack of like anything cynicism or, or you know. I will say on on It's a Small World they do say it's a world of laughter and a world of tears so That's they're true. they're aware that they're you know what I mean we've got both sides Let's in get life. it out in the open yeah. <laughs> oh, but if there's tears we help each other we uh, we move on together we work to, it's uh, yeah I don't know looking at the purely sweet side of it I uh, yeah let's 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 stick with that I like the sweet side of it I, I think part of the like the weird the the uh, fear of the rock that is the song that song just uh, uh, plays mm-hmm. forever well, like the, the, it's just a loop and uh, right. uh, uh, it's a, a lovely Sherman Brothers song uh, but according to uh, the Wikipedia entry uh, on this ride the original soundtrack was even more horrifying because and I'm reading here its tentative soundtrack featured the national anthems of each country represented throughout the ride all playing at once, <laughs> which resulted in a disharmonic cacophony. Uh, and Walt Disney, you know, walked through or heard this and was like, this is uh, bad. 
We can't uh, do this. What a lesson to learn about uh, separatism and, uh, <laughs> and not working together. Um, I love a, that they did it. Like that they were like, no one questioned that that would be a bad idea. They were just like, yeah, we'll play all the songs at once. Well, if you're moving throughout, I can see how it's that idea would seem like a good idea until yeah. like sound bleeds, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also like yeah, all of these meandering tempo-less <laughs> different keys, different languages yeah. all clashing. <laughs> uh, no, uh, uh, the national anthems are not really like hummable. Uh, is is the thing? Maybe you could. Maybe you know your own national anthem, but uh, you know the the Star Spangled Banner is not like a real hooky, poppy kind of song. Uh, uh, it's difficult to say. Let alone like, does anyone know any other? National, National anthem, anthem. <laughs> like mm. Oh Canada, yeah. Right. But then, like you, if I said start singing Oh Canada, you're gone in like four lines. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. I think after our home and native land, that's where I sure. Think. Yes, yeah. okay. After seven I words, can't, yeah. I don't. I, the only one I can think of is Radiohead's National Anthem, <laughs> <laughs> but that's not a real one. <laughs> that's not real. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. It is so the hist. Let's go. Let's do a little history. Uh, uh, this was originally uh, created for the World's Fair. Yeah, the uh, nineteen sixty four New York World's Fair. Uh, right, and it was sponsored by Pepsi. And a weird fact about it is that it was approved by Joan Crawford. Yeah, Joan Crawford. Uh, uh, so this ride came together in eleven months. Like Disney was doing multiple pavilions at the World's Fair, and for whatever reason, Pepsi just did not have their shit together. And Joan Crawford was married to the late head of Pepsi at the time, and she was the one who reached out to Walt Disney and was like, you can fix this. You can turn this around. Mm-hmm. And he did. And, and he did. Because he could do anything. In a very short amount, in like... <laughs> 11 months. Uh, 11 months. A very short amount of time. He was also doing the uh, pavilions for the state of Illinois, Ford, General Electric, and Kodak. Mm-hmm. Which is where the which is where uh, the Abraham Lincoln mm-hmm. uh, animatronic came from, and uh, the the Carousel of Progress, right, and the the dinosaurs, the primeval world, mm-hmm. major block of attractions, which I think like spread Imagineering thin. Like there was not as much stuff going on in Disneyland for a little while, but then all of those rides just moved over back. to Disneyland, except once, um, for the Magic Skyway, where you <laughs> rode a, a Cadillac shaped ride vehicle. Is that what that was, really? Yeah, I think that was... Was that the first Omni-Mover? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Um, I guess the Fantasyland Dark Rides were kind of around, but I think the... uh, Hmm. That debuted there. Also, Circle Vision. Right. They they had an early version of Circle Vision before this, but this was the one, the Kodak Pavilion. This is one of the things we should ask the the listeners. Do they know what the first Omnimover was? If you do, let us know. Tweet at us or do send you, us an email. Do you understand any of what we're <laughs> talking about? Because several times I've been talking about the fact that we're doing this and people have said, now, okay, now Disney World, that's the one in Florida, right? And I realize oh, we're just throwing out Omnimover willy-nilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You forget people do not have these things uh, memorized. I think some people do, though. I think people are... And hopefully some of them yeah. are listening to this and enjoying Enjoying yeah, it and thrilled sure. at the discussion of the 1964 <laughs> World's Fair. What an uh, exciting time! Uh, and the attraction- fairs sounded pretty cool. I will yeah. say, uh, yeah. um, like this, this uh, they exist in the world, but you never hear about them. They aren't as big of a deal as they used to be. Uh, but this is where, like, you know, it wasn't like television debuted at a World's Fair, and yeah, these were uh, massive deals. The, at the Ferris time. wheel, the Ferris wheel. Oh, uh, right. was at uh, the Chicago World's Fair. Uh huh. 
Um, Isn't the the Eiffel Tower? I don't know if that was a World's Fair, but something similar, like an exposition is a similar uh, term? Yeah, I think the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Statue of Liberty was going to, but it wasn't ready. Oh, really? There, There is a TV special called Disneyland Goes to the World's Fair. Okay. Where Walt walks oh, you through Imagineering and shows... Uh, each attraction, and it includes an animated short, which is a very weird short about the histories of fairs. Period. Whoa! And it, but it looks like a Hanna Barbera cartoon. It doesn't look like a Disney cartoon. Oh, they outsource it, maybe. Um, yeah, I. It, it's so. It's very strange to watch. Um, also, they gloss right over H. H. Holmes. Uh, and his murder castle at the Chicago World's Fair. They don't mention it at all in this cartoon. <laughs> I think life has glossed this over for me. What's World's this story? Fair. Oh, he was like one of America's first serial killers. Uh, he he built uh, this is the book Devil in the White City, uh, bestseller a few years ago. It was about this. He uh, he was a crazy con man, and he built an insane uh, house in Chicago around the time of the Chicago World's Fair, and it had all sorts of trap doors and, like, false walls and, like, gas pipes and uh, a giant industrial furnace. And, uh, like, 30 people disappeared in this murder house. And And then he went on the run. Your hero? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) This is my, this is one of my guys. This is H.H. Holmes. Oh, you seem Um, like an H.H. Holmes guy, yeah. (laughs) Jason will use all those places just to hide snacks, though. Yeah. the house. (laughs) (laughs) Treats for the, so that only he could get to them. (laughs) No one will love you. My cereal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wait, what's his connection to the the World's Fair? Oh, well, he uh, would rent out rooms in this house. He, he turned it into a resident <laughs> hotel. And so people would come, uh, uh, people from all around the world were like flooding Chicago for the World's Fair. So there, all these places got converted into hotels or like boarding houses. And uh, uh, he he would rent rooms. And, uh, you know, back then, sometimes uh, family members, you know, would leave their hometown. And sometimes you just never hear from them again. And that's sometimes because they started a new life and sometimes because uh, they were disappeared by H.H. H. Holmes. Were some people so inspired by the World's Fair that they didn't go back to their families? <laughs> um, I'm going to go invent a new, be- better, something better than electricity. Um, I think that's probably right. I mean, Walt Disney remade himself. You know, he was a self-made man. He left. Uh, he <laughs> was like you're, you didn't just take off from his family, though. <laughs> yeah. No, but he had to restart. You know, that was easier back then. You could just like have a fresh start before there was like a long history. Like this if you feels started like a I'm murder about house. to confess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. It feels like we're leading somewhere with this. Uh, what happened in this three beer a... drunken stupor? What did you do? Uh, oh, last night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, went to sleep with all the lights on, as usual. <laughs> like a real murderer. That's because you're, you're yeah. scared. <laughs> oh, that's true. We're scared of the ghost yeah. of H.H. Holmes. scared of the ghost. H.H. Holmes might break into my place and build a trap door for me while I'm sleeping. (laughs) 
Well, uh, no, we, well, you did anyway, it. Well, you did it. You forced H.H. <laughs> H. Holm into the podcast. H. H. You've been threatening to do it for weeks now, and you finally did it. So yeah. good, good work. Hey, and if but you're then, out there, if you're doing a, if you're doing Airbnb, just ask if there's any scary trap murder doors. Yeah, yeah. make sure all the doorknobs work, and there's no gas pipes just emptying into the room. <clears throat> when you do your advanced search, don't yeah. click the trap door box. Uh, but the 1964 World's Fair. Uh, uh, that, that that's sort of where my family's um, like uh, Disney fandom can kind of trace back to because my uh, dad grew up uh, in Philadelphia and went to he was a child and went to the New York World's Fair like four or five times like and saw all these Disney attractions and like his uh, older brother <laughs> would like take him out of school on weekdays like. The nuns at the Catholic school were like, oh, you're going to the World's Fair? Yeah, that's educational. Just go for it. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's not that far of a drive. So it was was sort of like, you know, going going to Disneyland. And then uh, Mm. eventually, yeah, uh, a lot of the... uh, you know, he so he grew up. Him and my mom both grew, would have grown up watching like the Wonderful World at Disney, and like he saw the World's Fair so much. So then, like when Disney World opened in Florida, they pretty they went down there a bunch like, sure. pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Did he see all these rides before yeah. they were in the parks? Yeah, he he rode all of them, I believe. So. Hmm. We should all can we get him on the can we get him on the phone <laughs> uh, now? Uh, well, Probably. we'll do it. We'll have an episode. We can with him. in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. Let's... So he's saying it's a small world to you uh, every every morning. <laughs> every a... morning. Yeah. All night. Every night. <laughs> yeah. and, uh... and little did he know uh, that little seed of a uh, small world singing and his uh, world's fair like love of the world's fair would lead to him raising a weird little son. <laughs> <laughs> a son who looked like one of the dolls. <laughs> <laughs> With mild facial hair. <laughs> All right, we've gotten to the portion of the podcast where Scott owns my ass. Uh, <laughs> yeah, finally. I'm just whipping him. I um, do love the dolls, though. I truly mm-hmm. love the style. Uh-huh. Like, I love how everything looks. I love how everything's, like, spindly wood um, with just, like, cheerful painted faces um uh, uh uh i think i grew up with like a lot of like uh like swedish like my mom's side of the family is swedish american and like there's a lot of like folkloric things and so like mary blair's style feels very folklorish um and and just like vibrantly colorful 1960s which is like all i, I love being like um immersed into a whole feeling and i feel like with the ride it's like a feeling you're like on it it's not like what's this about like you know it's a very like exploded out illustration uh, uh, come to life like and and if you look at concept art from the ride the like it so reflects what ended up being there yeah i think that's the big thing it has going for it is uh, uh, yeah so so many great aesthetics there's sort of like a uh, you know kind of a kooky semi psychedelic feel but also this like little kid arts and crafts vibe and uh yeah they like they everything sits together really well uh well we should talk about some of the people who made the uh, uh, who made the thing you mentioned yeah, Mary, Mary Blair. Blair she was responsible for the overall like design sense of the ride mm-hmm. and um, uh Mark Davis I think did the scenes and characters and his wife Alice Davis did the costumes okay I think I called him Jeff Davis earlier I think you did is that a yeah. comedian uh, could be is that like a hoot 
whose line is that? Anyway, <laughs> Jeff Davis. I don't know. Uh, or I may have just made Let up us that know. Name. Mark Davis, the real imagine. All of these people, Imagineering legends, Disney legends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's the thing. Th- in looking at the hmm. list of the major figures who put the thing together, it seemed to be like uh, by this point they had kind of an all-star team. Like the people, the Imagineers that you you read about being major figures in all of the rides. By this point, they're all assembled and at Imagineering because a lot of the early Imagineers moved over from working on the movies in the 40s and 50s, and by now they were settled into their creative roles at Imagineering. So Mary Blair was a big one because she did a lot of concept art on uh, Peter Pan and Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, another guy, uh, Blaine Gibson, who I believe sculpted all of the dolls. Uh, I don't know if you guys can affirm this. I think uh, that's true. I don't know the name Blaine Gibson. You don't know Blaine Gibson? I Blaine, don't. Uh, Blaine Gibson was like one of the big uh, animatronic sculptors who did like did not only like that base of Small World doll, and I think they do all have the same face. I think that's part of the. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it, well, there are some different faces. I think because some uh, of them feel more paper mache and some of them feel wood. And then now mm-hmm. they have the like more rubbery, like when they've like retrofitted it with like Little Mermaid and stuff. Oh some yeah, some of them look a little different. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they look a little more like their their characters. Uh, but maybe well, originally there was one, so I don't know. It may it was yeah, all sort of based on the original. But but Blaine Gibson did all of the. He did the statue of Walt and Mickey that's in the center of uh, of Disneyland, and he did I think all of the the Hall of Presidents. Maybe up through Obama, or or at least up through Clinton. I think he had done like when wow. they added new ones. This was the guy who always made them, and he died just in time. To not have to make them. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big assignment he didn't have to do. They're uh, never gonna reopen that all. Of I don't think they're so. just gonna keep pushing it. Keep pushing yeah, it back. months and months. Yeah, yeah, they keep. Apparently, there was a date on the website. I was just looking into this, and they were saying uh, November 2017, and that got taken off. So I think, yeah, I think Call of Presidents. I think the technical errors. Uh, I don't know what it is. Just the oh, wiring is giving us so many problems. The Muppet thing, the Muppet thing we built above it, it's just, uh, I don't know, it's just really hard to work with. It's hard to do both. The Muppet infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but the the other one, uh, uh, Raleigh Crump is the other uh-huh. the other oh, big yeah. name, who uh, I hadn't really, until preparing for this, I hadn't really looked into uh, how all these things were made. And the, yeah, the, doll, the dolls are more uh, kind of rubbery, but all of those, uh, they, they call them the toys, like... Like all of the, you know, like uh, the, uh, uh, yeah, like the rocking horse and all of these. Th- uh, now I can't remember any of these characters. Uh, uh, but like a lot of these, uh, a lot of these characters were made out of paper mache, like you said, and 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 styrofoam, and they still are. Like they, like the arts and crafts that was quickly done in the '60s in New York, it's still the same things, and they've been like refurbished and touched up. But like, I think that's a very charming thing about the ride that it's, it's like, joyful. Yeah. I love it. You have the little kid vibe because, like, little kid materials were used to make the ride. Was there a time, Marissa, when there, was there a time, do you, because when you were younger, this didn't affect you emotionally it like it did now. Yeah. Do you remember the first time as an older person when you went on it and you were like, oh my God. I think it was when I went back, like, five years ago or something. Like the something. first time? Yeah, the first time I went back because I was like, I, like, as a kid my favorite rides were pirates and haunted mansion like i was like always like those were my number one rides that i would go to but then as an adult i'm like oh my god small world like is so good like it it really is so good 
Mm-hmm. I love it. I don't know. I like in my mid twenties, um, <laughs> a woman without children. I was like, ooh, I love this. Were you imagining adopting uh, like a child from each country? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I just want to like be around them. <laughs> if you could adopt for a day. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Rent a kid. <laughs> <laughs> but I also love like at the end like everybody comes together and it's like a mishmash like you've seen everybody and now they're together like that is so <laughs> yeah. great it's pretty and in white versions of what they were originally wearing which is a precursor of uh, Captain EO when he takes he transforms I guess well no they're all like multicolored uh, uh, dancers and stuff but I, li- I like the idea of like everybody's wearing like you know b- b- like dark frumpy evil clothes and then all this now they're all white and peaceful and uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's a, it's yeah. a delightful finale yeah you, it's it's like all white and gold right isn't it gold also or yeah, yeah. there's gold in there and that, um, that like ferris wheel going happy it's a, sun I think we're looking at heaven being depicted <laughs> in the yeah. finale of that right and let's not forget that big pink leering purple hippo is <laughs> <laughs> that what I'm talking about there's a big hippo yeah. puppet hey guys. Yeah. and he's just kind of like hey <laughs> I think he's in like the fun jungle he's, section yeah. I don't think he's like He's celebrated in heaven. Everything is all white in the hippo. No it comes back like we're gonna heaven gang. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would love a hippo. Who in wants heaven. to party? <laughs> the hippo does not talk. For I know. Yeah. That hippo is really. I do know exactly the hippo because like there's a lot of different animals and and kids on the ride and it's hard to you know hard to remember them all. But when you say pink hippo, I know yeah. exactly who we're talking I think about. They sell stuffed animals of it, right? Like, there's a couple. There's no, a couple I mean, of. The, there's like a crocodile too, right? Somewhere there's like the one ride. with an umbrella. Yeah, He's very fun. Oh yeah, he yeah. jumps out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who's who are other characters within the dolls and the toys who uh, have had an impact on you? Um, hmm. That's a good question. I like the uh, I like the the girl leading the the geese in song, hmm. and they're distinctly back in the in the white heaven version. Uh, um, <laughs> Uh, uh, stay. She's still trying. She'll teach him one day. Um, yeah, they stand out. Uh, uh, I, I have, I collect. Okay, believe this or not, I collect these toys called Park Stars, which are Disney. Here's the thing: they're toys, but they're exclusively just characters that you'll find only in Disney parks. Uh, so you're not going to find, it's not going to be a Peter Pan toy, but it will be Sunny Eclipse, the alien robot who plays, that's who you were talking, Marissa yeah, started playing a piano. <laughs> I think she knew I was going to say that. It's the international yeah. sign language for Sunny Eclipse. Sunny Eclipse, the Tomorrowland only. Yeah, <laughs> Tomorrowland only uh, hamburger restaurant uh, lounge singer. In Walt yeah. Disney World only, yes. right? Only Correct. Yeah. And, uh, and he has a brother in Japan, though. Yeah, there's a pizza robot. Oh in yeah, Japan. I saw the pizza you robot. You saw the pizza yeah, robot. Yeah, I saw the pizza robot and a woman. The, I guess my my brain. I don't think about the rides and the things as much. But what happened at that moment? This woman came up to me and she was like, "What's up with Donald Trump?" Like this sweet little Japanese woman. And, and oh, I was like no. watching the pizza robot and I was like, "We all hate it," you know. And, and then she was like, "Okay, because we do too." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah." Can you see how longingly I'm staring at this pizza robot? Do you think I am a Trump supporter? <laughs> yeah, because it was like it, it was in November. It was like a week after the election. So it was, oh, gee. It was what bad. a wonderful thing to get to answer for this when you go like, no, look, um, <laughs> I, it truly. Uh, I think everyone hates it. I, I don't know the people who like it. That's yeah. right, Marissa. You're the only one here who's been to the international 
Disney parks, well, right? Scott's been, been, Scott's to, been to, oh, Scott's to Paris. Oh, you yeah, went yeah. to Paris. Uh-huh. Oh, that's right. Oh, where? Oh, you went you on your talking, honeymoon. That was my honeymoon, right? yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, one one thing there, international exclusive characters, uh, Rex, the, the Paul Rubens voiced pilot in Star Tours, has a girlfriend who is only in the Star Tours in France. What? Although it's just a robot that now is just silently flapping around and you could tell <laughs> it's missing something. It's after the ride. You go into a Star Wars-themed arcade and there's a robot just uh, flapping around and just making hydraulic sounds for nobody. And I looked it up later what it was and it used to have a soundtrack and it was Rex's girlfriend or at least maybe Rex's wannabe girlfriend who was like bragging about how brave he is and how the... <laughs> The pilot training is going really well, and uh, she's like a fawning Rex fan. Which she's is a really real adorable. strong female character. A, real, a, a, <laughs> thirsty, a thirsty French robot. What is, that, what, is, what is that test that measures how often a female character says anything other than just loving the, the main character? The bachelor, <laughs> the test. That's yeah. how you pass it, right? Is if you uh, never say anything that isn't just fawning <laughs> over um, a strong male pilot or firefighter. Or, uh, <laughs> I don't remember her name. Were you going to ask me the name? I'll, I'll, I was uh, going to ask you that. Yeah, maybe look it up. What about um, your park? Your park yeah, pals. So your oh, park yeah, yeah. So they're called park, park stars. Now, first, okay. <laughs> your park pals. Let's be accurate. They're called park stars, and stars is spelled with a Z at the end. Ooh. Uh, just for like a, flu- a flourish. Uh, <laughs> and I have I have maybe 60 of these. Uh, yeah, but I, they have a lot of the small world. What, they're, they're blind box. They, they come in the in boxes and you don't know what you're getting and, and sort of inspired by like kid robot uh, collectible vinyl toys. More, yeah, Funko. Time. I mean, they, those are bigger. Um, yeah. Also, the, the thing is, yeah, blind boxes are you don't know what you're buying until you open it after you paid for it. That being said, you know what you're getting when you buy a case. When you buy the whole like set. Like I do. Like Mike does. And it has the whole thing in it because I'm a madman. But anyway, they have some of the, some of the toys are the small world. So like you get... Those you are know, beautiful. Like mm-hmm. little like Dutch girl with a blue hippo. You get a Japanese girl with a penguin. Uh, there's the uh, there. little like Mexican boy with a, a pink poodle. There's a goat, right? Uh, yeah, you yeah, have here. the goat, Africa. right? I have this have one. Yeah, yeah. I have. He's he's got a cute little like a uh, blue goat with I guess that's flowers on the you side. You have that cactus one too, don't and you? I have the yes, I do. I have this. I don't know what country he's from. Hmm. He's I don't got know. Bright. Orange hair. Probably what do you think? Ireland would be Ireland? my guess. That's what. Well, why does he have a cactus? <laughs> well, it doesn't make sense that poodles coming from Mexico. I don't think poodles are traditionally. But I could see a poodle living in Mexico. And <laughs> you can't see a cactus <laughs> living I can't in see Ireland. A cactus living in Ireland. <laughs> no, my, my people. It rains too much. It would kill the cactus. <laughs> Wait, your people. My people. My people. My, uh, Irish. You're Irish. <laughs> I That's never my, knew that. Huh? I never knew that. The Sheridans, the Sheridan side of the family is Irish, and then my mom's uh, maiden name is Murphy, so oh. that's all Irish. So, so what percentage are we talking? I don't know. I think I could... 100? Uh, I mean... Jason doesn't I'm, do anything. I'm 100%. <laughs> I'm 100% a true blue American brother. <laughs> um, and I, I personally hated all that uh, negative Donald Trump talk earlier. I think oh, we, no. we got to Jason, give, Jason. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I think Come we got to give him a chance. No. <laughs> Ugh. 
Heel. Yuck. Yuck. <laughs> Even as a bit. <laughs> Don't let him uh, into that small world, Rye. He'll have all kinds of terrible ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Building walls between the rooms and what have you. Well, that would fix the sound, please. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the sound is a disaster. We need separate national anthems, full volume. This will make it possible. Yeah. Um, the, by the way, uh, the Rex's girlfriend, uh, hang on pins and needles, uh, it's R-O-X-N, which I assume is like Roxanne, Roxanne, oh, uh-huh. uh, and in the very, like, in the, the Star Wars wiki, uh, uh, she is listed as having feminine programming. Um, what? That's the like specific. That's the gender they put uh-huh. on. Uh, um, so, oh, and that is her. I just listed all of her characteristics. <laughs> <laughs> At the end. Um, They've got to make a toy about her. They got to make her a, a toy, and I have to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> Someone get I on it. Buy it today. There's one purchase at least. Um, uh, so yeah, what other what other things like robots do we like on the ride? I mean, I just like it all. Like, I feel like I'm the kind of person in this world that I like a collection of things at once. Like, when I go into a fabric store, I love all the fabrics together. I love all the papers together in a stationery store. Like, I like all of it. So, I think, to me, it's just, like, the experience of all the kids together. Um, but I do like those giraffes, too, if you mm-hmm. want a specific. <laughs> if there was a piece, we talk about this sometime, and Scott has a piece of memorabilia from the parks, like a piece from the parks. So, say, say for some reason, and everyone got too cynical and we're going to close all the small worlds, mm-hmm. which would be horrible, of course. Yeah. But say there was a big auction and you had a nice amount of money and you could afford. Is there a piece on small world you think you would want or a particular kid? <laughs> you really want to give if me a child? A kid. <laughs> um, I think two things jumped into my brain. Right. One, if I had to take something specifically from the ride, I would take the sun because it's this very fun, happy sun. It's something I could see in a living room. The uh, the the clock uh, sun, or are you it, mean it's just the kind of rotating? It's like yeah. it might also have a clock face. I don't remember it. Uh, on the outside or within the within inside? The ride? Oh, okay. Inside inside I the ride. The sun. Okay. It's a very happy sun. It's like a 1960s, 70s sun that is just living its dream like it's just happy basking in its own yeah. <laughs> he's like I'm cool <laughs> um, very friendly son um or, and, whichever, um, I love, this isn't really specific, but it is uh, Mary Blair related. I would take those murals, like those tile murals that are in Tomorrowland. Like mm-hmm. I would 100% mm. buy those. In say, a okay, so say you had like, uh, uh, you say you had five million in the bank. Okay. Okay. <laughs> How much would you be willing to spend for those? Just off the top of your head. Do I have other money coming in? You okay? Let's. All right, all right, all right, I set up a scenario that I have to flesh out a little more. Now we're talking right. my life. You have a nice. Say you have an, a decent sized house already in Los Angeles. Say like uh, most things are paid for. Uh, so you know you probably had like you could probably lose a couple mil. And it would be sure. okay. So this how much is, I'm saying? Is, this is a fantasy. Not even Walt Disney himself could dream up <laughs> <laughs> a home in L.A. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, if fifty grand. Yeah, sure, sure. I would definitely do that. Five hundred grand. I don't know. Like, I I don't know what kind of person I am with that with those conditions. <laughs> with the, okay. You know, maybe <laughs> I want to spend my money in other ways. Like, right, right, um, right. but. Uh, definitely, I would you, throw money to fulfill a little sure. dream of mine, of course. you Okay, so how about this? You could also go the Michael Jackson route 
I don't want to. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not talking about everything. I'm just talking about in the sense of like building your own. Actually, we could we could do a better reference. Bobby Sherman. Uh, the singer from the 60s that my mother's obsessed with that was on like some episodes of the Monkees, which I, everyone's looking at me like, not a Sherman hell? brother. <laughs> not, not a Sherman not brother. A Sherman I just brother. don't know where just you're Just like heading. a doofy. T- he also has a little, has like a little Main Street in his backyard. He built that as well. I guess this oh, is a okay. thing that certain people have done. You could just also go that route. This is what I would do. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would have a room in my house that's big. You know, like, um, I don't know, not the size of a gym, but maybe a quarter of the size of a gym, like a, a like, like a basketball still. court. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like a big, uh, like a child, you know, a children's gym. I don't know. Like, do people <laughs> a gymboree? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just didn't. Once I said gym, I was like, oh, do people think like LA Fitness? That's not what I'm talking about. Um, like a basketball court you'd play in in, mm. in school. Um, and I would make it super fun and themed. Like I would have like a cool like tiki bar and then I would love like it'd be so fun to have kind of like tropical or like you know what I mean Mary Blair room that like feels like that jungle room or even a little bit of that heaven room I don't want a full heaven room but like a slice of heaven would be fine oh nice a heaven closet yeah. <laughs> oh seven minutes in heaven oh yeah so people could <laughs> you know who else designed a very specific uh oh very specific <laughs> insane room AJ Tolles oh no, no. He, no he was an architect he designed his own, he designed and built his own houses. No one give Jason this, <laughs> these millions, these hypothetical millions we're discussing. Yeah. Patreon canceled now. <laughs> Not happening. Um, <laughs> um, uh, uh, mentioning the Sherman brothers a couple times, uh, the way the timing works out on um, the creation of this ride, they said when they were writing the song, one of the things that influenced them, like, not, um, I think, I think to try and do the opposite of this event, but they wrote It's a Small World around the time of the Cuban Missile Crisis. So, like, they that was on everyone's the mind. Of the they Cuban wanted to, like, <laughs> it made them realize how, like, yeah, the world is very mm-hmm. small. Although, like, the, uh, although the opposite of the Cuban Missile Crisis is a missile. We don't want the opposite of that. <laughs> Uh, uh, But they wanted people to realize the world was small, not because, like, oh, you could get that missile. That missile's real close. It's like it's small and we need to work together and foster a spirit of cooperation. Let's talk about the song because the song is like, suppose, like, people claim it's the most, like, listened to or heard song of ever. I have a record of it. Like, I have an LP of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I um, just found I didn't I forgot that I had this I, I, I forgot where it came from but like I, I have a souvenir uh, rec like a, like a forty five that was given out at the World's Fair. Uh, um, that's fun. Yeah, that has it's like it just has the song, but it, there's enough space to have it in like Italian and uh, and Spanish and like a few different languages. Yeah, that's very with like cute. a little little Mary Blair design cover. Oh, it's very yeah yeah very that's cute. That's wonderful. Yeah. So um, so I was gonna say let's go through the lyrics real quick. Let's just do the lyrics of the song because people it's such a there was a period in the 90s especially where it kept creeping in like there's a there's a jab at it in lion king 
What? In the movie yeah. Lion King, he starts singing, uh, I think, what is it? One of the characters starts singing it, and like Scar, it's like one of the hyenas starts singing It's a Small World, or yeah. Zazu, I forget who does it. But it's, like, It started to become, I feel, a very like Gen X kind of like the cynical, uh, you know, yeah, like screw this lame song. Right. They're, they're in the, uh, the Epic Mickey video game where you play as Mickey Mouse, and it's like a mashup of different Disney stuff. There is... I think either the sun or the giant it's the, clock. It's face. a clock on the outside. Yeah, uh, uh, of, the, of the ride is is a boss uh, is a villain, and he's been driven insane by hearing hmm. the song for fifty years. <laughs> like so, oh. even oh, wow. Disney. Yeah, between that and the Lion King thing, like Disney will do self-referential. Like, can can I say one thing about the Lion King really quickly, which uh-huh. gives a window into also my parents' parenting style? Um, I went to see. A double feature when I went to see The Lion King. When I was in like fifth or sixth grade, whatever grade it was. Um, but my parents didn't take me to The Lion King. I saw the last 30 minutes of The Lion King and then Natural Born Killers. Oh, wow. <laughs> At like eight or nine? Oh, yeah. oh my God. So, so wait, wait, why didn't you, why did you only see the last 30 minutes? Oh, because we were interested in Natural Born Killers. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I didn't want to see The Lion King. Oh, this is oh, you okay. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right, right, like, right. Because I was like, oh, that's for kids. And I'm like, 11. And I'm not a kid anymore. <laughs> I'm 11. <laughs> but also, my parents were like, yeah, this is normal. Let's take her to this. And also, what what cinema pairs those movies? That's crazy. Well, wait a minute. You're saying it was back-to-back in the same yes, theater? Yes, it was a double feature. What? Yes. <laughs> what? Yes, you didn't leave. You didn't exit the theater. It just started rolling on to the next one. Uh, what theater? Do you remember what theater it was? it was on Beverly. What? I don't know where. Some huh. Screwed up Hollywood. We gotta look into <laughs> this. This is weird. This seems like they would not be allowed to do that. that. Well, that's why it sticks out in my mind because it's insane. Are you sure you didn't switch theaters? No, it was a one theater. It was like one of those old one theater. Are you sure that to save money, there was a crossover like from seven o'clock to like nine o'clock, and they start switching, and you and like you guys like crouched down in the back of the theater when they came <laughs> to clean it out to me, and like you were pretending you were like garbage or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you just sat down again when they were leaving, and then the new the other movie came on. I don't think so. I really think it was a double feature. I'll, I'll I'll ask my father. Yeah, yeah. Because he he would be one to crouch around and look like garbage. <laughs> like you brought a trash bag and like threw it over the top. Yeah. <laughs> or like hide in the garbage in the back here. So you have to if, pay the two two movie price <laughs> if you can save a couple bucks. So well, so if you at home. Uh, went to a similar double feature. Like if you saw, like uh, you know, the the Great Mouse uh, uh, or the, the Rescuers Down Under and Sliver, it is it, a double feature. <laughs> <laughs> if this per- if you were part of this perverse theater, Oliver and Company and Caligula, they <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> re-released. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair enough. That was not the same year. <laughs> Caligula was many years earlier. Wait till you see who Oliver's Company is this time. <laughs> I just looked this up because I, I rem- half remembered uh, another pop culture connection to the song. Uh, so the AV Club uh, used, did a, a series a few years ago uh, where they interviewed people about songs they hate. Hmm. And they asked David Lynch and he said, it's a small world. Mm-hmm. And he's, 
One of the things he said about the song, it got stuck in my head and it was like having a disease. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is David Lynch, creator of Nightmares. <laughs> but that feels so on the nose. It does feel very mm-hmm. on the nose. Yeah. Like that feels premeditated. I feel like he knew what he was going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I, yeah, I think it became a very, like, standard opinion to have. Like, say, you know, saying, saying like, disco sucks or that kind yes. of thing. Yeah. I feel like, the, or like this era, we talk a lot about the Beatles and how there was this time, this awful time when people were forsaking Paul McCartney I as know. a bubbly, light, frothy, oh, yeah. no substance guy and ignoring all of these wonderful songs through the 70s and 80s. What a cynical, dark time. Uh, I mean, you can like John too, but oh my God, what a weird uh, cynical folks who can't handle silly love songs. That's exactly who silly love songs is about. <laughs> That's true, yes. I he like was that goofing. Song. He was Wonderful goofing on song. people. People yeah. were saying he was too schmaltzy, and he was like, oh. That was his little like comment you. on himself yeah. way before Taylor Swift was addressing her mm-hmm. public persona and doing nothing else <laughs> in any <laughs> songs ever. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, yeah, McCartney did a little critic jab, and, 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 uh, and we were all tapping our toes to it. Some of us were. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jason didn't because he doesn't, he doesn't enjoy toes. Uh, I don't enjoy toes. I don't understand music. I think it's passing fat. <laughs> we'll get over it one day. Uh, um, well, in that, in this service of that, this very positive song. Um, yeah. So, yes. so, so the lyrics are: "It's a world of laughter, a world of tears. It's a world of hopes and a world of fears." All right. So that's true. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it because it's giving you all like you know. In life, you get to choose what you see. You know what I mean? You're going to be confronted with everything, but you get to choose how you're going to interpret it and what you're going to do. So they're not lying to you about what's going on in life. That's a good. Let's go. Yeah, we'll do this. We'll analyze the lyrics line by line here. There's so much that we share that it's time we're aware it's a small world after all. And obviously that's saying, you know, wake up. (laughs) (laughs) Got sheeple. Um, Yeah. I mean, yeah. Why is it time now? It's there's so much that we share that it's time. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think they're just say, saying like calling to the present, being like, hey, like we can make a choice in this moment. You know, I don't know why they're saying time now, but I guess it's speaking to that. Mm-hmm. Um, when when the ride was first created, too, it was it was also Pepsi was the sponsor, but it is originally acted as a tribute to UNICEF. The That's United fun. Nations International mm-hmm. Education Fund. Is that right? I, I don't it know. Seems right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I know it's for children. (laughs) (laughs) And all the the tickets uh, sold at the fair, like all of that money went to UNICEF. I love that. That's That's perfect. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but the song's annoying. The song. (laughs) All that good is outdone by... And and the Disneyland version of the ride is the World's Fair one. I mean, it's been, you know, stuff's been rebuilt and added mm-hmm. over the years. But, but many was, of the same set pieces, a lot of the same stuff yeah, moved from New York. Yeah, came from yeah. New York. But mm-hmm. what did not come from New York was the giant uh, sculpture, the, oh God, what is it called? The Tower of the Four Winds? Oh, yeah. Uh, is that, it's, I know there's four of them. 
I can't think of the name, the official name. You can look that up. I'll go through the last lyrics here. Yeah, the it's tower. A small of the four world lights. after all. Uh, there is just one moon and one golden sun. So you wanted the sun in your love secret, r- your little room. I mean, Google image search big, that sun. Yeah, yeah. It's is so it the same? Are there multiple suns? Because I'm remembering the one where there's the crisscrossing. There's the like spi- spikes, the sun spikes. That's the correct term. The rays. Yeah, and the other one mm-hmm. that is the sun. You're talking. Okay, yeah. okay. Because that I love that effect a lot. Like Me the too. little like that. What a neat little like in person optical illusion. Yes. Watching that little flash of the rays go by. I love. love Love that sun. There's no uh, moon. You got to step it up in this ride. <laughs> Not as good of a moon. Um, uh, uh, and a smile means friendship to everyone, which I love. Like that, like speaks to my heart. You so sounded much. like your voice was cracking. I know. I like. I You're feel trying to tears. get to her. Yeah, That's yeah. what's happening. I mean, I You're secretly have been <laughs> trying to get her to break down and cry on the podcast. It would be good. Uh, rate. It's good podcast. You know. <laughs> People on the Reddit will go nuts. They'll be like, "Oh my God, they got they broke down a they broke her down." <laughs> Three white men broke down a woman. In a yeah, the internet just celebrates. <laughs> the internet is we trapped her in a room. That doesn't sound like Reddit at all. <laughs> um, also, that that's not a hundred percent true though. A smile means French at everyone. You dogs, Uh-oh. dogs. You don't necessarily want to bury your. They're not talking dogs. about dogs. They're talking about <laughs> folks. People. Yeah. Also, like a not uh, smiles, not friendship. If it's a scary it clown or something. I, oh, that's <laughs> um, yeah. There's scary yeah. smiles. That's there true. are scary smiles. This out type there. of smile a Joker would uh, put onto your face. Yeah. Not a good one. No. But that's mm-hmm. not what the Sherman Brothers meant. No. no. Come uh, on. Though the mountains divide and the oceans are wide, it's a small world after all. Yeah. Right. So it is true. That it's a small world, <laughs> after all. <laughs> um, the vague lyrics are as true as they ever were. But, I mean, yeah, like, we're all on this planet, guys. We're all here, and, like, we are connected. Like, like I don't care. Anybody can have whatever feelings they want, but, like, we're all part of this one living Earth, you know? That's mm-hmm. cool. That's well, and, ch- and, and children aren't uh, born to hate. They all, like, as a child, you love everyone. You have to be taught to. Yeah. Uh, the, now I'm going to break down. <laughs> <laughs> the, Let's all cry today. When you're a child, you don't deserve. Uh, <laughs> no, we got to honor everybody, you know? Let's let's love each other, guys. I think it's, it's the time for this ride to uh, be pushed a lot stronger. And to, they, you know what they should do? Don't build the new Hall of Presidents. Take it out, rip it out, build an extension of It's a Small World, or just a second It's a Small World. Small World 2, locked and loaded. How about about you replace all the presidents with tiny little small world versions of the presidents? Oh, my God. So you can sit in their little suits and stuff. Oh, geez. That group will be a lot less diverse than the Small World dolls. Um, Be only one black one. Um, Yeah, we can fudge that <laughs> we can switch it up um, yeah, no think, one will notice yeah, there actually there were some girl presidents back in the 1800s <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it was such a big deal recently because yeah there are a few you totally forget it was so long ago oh there's a hippo president too <laughs> 1890 it was our first hippo president in a top hat and a top he looked very oh, he sharp great um, <laughs> a lot of, lot of social reforms he passed <laughs> it was really wonderful so it's a seated theater theatrical experience uh, yeah yeah the cute um, hall of pre- the hall of cute presidents. 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, this is I. It's so. I mean, it, when you're a teen and and when you like hot topic, it's so nice and easy to be cynical. <laughs> And <laughs> you're still, we're all still railing against 18 year old, <laughs> railing <laughs> against high school you, I guess. I don't know. You like Hot um, Topic. Uh, you're drinking Sprite for breakfast. You're watching Natural Born Killers. You got a big H.H. Holmes poster on your all wall. Right. <laughs> Typical cynical kid. Uh, um, hey, no, but hey, look, you, you came around. You were, uh, yeah, you were a no good Nick, it sounds like. <laughs> and now you weep at this, at this doll ride. So yeah. there's hope forever. Everyone, if there's so for Marissa. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, just ride that ride. I think if everybody just rode that ride and really thought about it, took it in, maybe it's... we'd be nicer to each other. Mm-hmm. Mr. Trump, ride this ride. <laughs> okay, this is what the podcast is going to be called. Was that Reagan, shitty, like, was that Reagan Mr. telling Trump. Mr. Gorbachev to tear down the wall? Was that the same voice? I guess it kind of inadvertently kind of was. So I was just Reagan trying to do telling... one of those Twitter guys, uh, one of those people on the internet who's always like, Mr. Trump, how dare uh, okay. you, sir? I, I thought the ghost of Reagan was telling Donald Trump to ride It's a Small World to understand the world better. Uh, Donald Trump, I would call the natural heightening of Ronald Reagan. Yeah, <laughs> the fair second enough. beat of Ronald Reagan. Oh, that's kind of, yeah. that's, I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the second beat. Uh, yeah, well, so I like this fantasy, though, of Trump writing it, which he now could because they widen the seats for larger <laughs> writers. Don't forget. That is true. They changed that. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it wouldn't sink. And once he made it safely back, I, like imagine him, like they've set up a press conference for him and this ride has melted my icy heart. I now <laughs> say open borders. I say, uh, yeah. it's, a delight, yeah. it's a delightful little fantasy. It would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, the last That's all it'll take. 15 minutes of uh, Disney fun. The other question I wanted to ask Marissa yeah, um, is about, they added a few years ago, the Dis- we, we briefly mentioned it, they added to the ride little sort of Mary Blair style. She's shaking her head already. Marissa's She's very already... upset about this. They added um, like the Disney positivity characters. The positivity is gone. <laughs> the positivity is gone. Don't give me a little paper mache Nemo. No, thank yeah, you. Yeah, so they added Disney. So there's a, like a little Aladdin and Jasmine flying around on a flying carpet. And it is, in my opinion, tastefully done. But it what is, is your feeling is. Yeah, about... I, I will say it is so much better than like the Pirates editions and stuff like that. Um... But I love, I think one of the reasons why I love It's a Small World is because it isn't linked to any kind of intellectual property. Right. Like, I love that it just is the the heart and the truth of things rather than, and like one particular stylized version of the world, rather than character, 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 character. I mean, we get those everywhere else in the park. Can we just have one space that was originally not that Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but I do think they did a good job uh, uh, making them appear in the style of. Yeah, yeah, like, they, the doll, yeah, the dolls themselves, the new Little Mermaid, and everything. Um, yeah, it's kind of an inexplicable change. I don't know why they needed to put those in. I would guess it's because they do these surveys, and I would, kids would go on these rides. And the kids probably went like, I don't know any of these characters. Yeah, but I hate that. Like, that's what I want to rail against. Like, let's enjoy a world without characters sometimes. Learn yeah. some new characters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, children are born. They have to be taught to only <laughs> like intellectual properties. <laughs> when I was a kid, I, I liked, one of the things I liked about going to the parks is seeing uh, stuff that you could only see there. 
is like there's not a small world movie or TV show or that sort of thing. You mm-hmm. just have to go to the park. <laughs> Sony, so, Sony Eclipse. I love Sony again. Eclipse. Like I was you a weird Sony. Sony. <laughs> I heard is Sony, Sony too. I love oh, Sony. 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 My Sony Eclipse. That's my phone. <laughs> it's like Zoom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sticking with it. It'll come back one of these days. Uh, but I love that. I it made the parks feel special to me. Sure. And, yeah. and I think it is it is a thing. And now they just yeah, I, I I think it's tastefully done in Small World, but it is a little like, you know, when they shove characters into stuff when they closed Alien Encounter and kept the ride system, but it's like it's Stitch who comes out now. The, I He's went on nice. that. It's so weird. It's really weird. They've pretty much shut it down. It's at a this seasonal point. thing. Only if the park is like at max capacity, they're will like, they let's open get that. some people yeah. in here to like <laughs> yeah. ease up the other lines. Yeah, it's purely Space Mountain relief. Uh, uh, <laughs> Stitch, especially, is also like I think Lilo and Stitch is a very lovely movie uh, with a very nice message too. You know, the Ohana means family. Family means no one gets left behind. But the way they uh, <laughs> when that, that can you do a Stitch impression by any chance? What does he say, Mister Gorbachev? <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev. <laughs> oh, Hana means family. <laughs> uh, no, you uh, don't uh, have to. But yeah. st- st- <laughs> doesn't he like? Doesn't Very good. Very good. <laughs> but uh, when when it came out, and and from there on out afterwards, it really the marketing of Stitch to me always seems like here's Stitch, and you like Stitch now, <laughs> like mm-hmm. Disney pushed Stitch so hard there for a while and there's still like I think it is like a popular like plush like I feel sure. like there's always Stitch but they were I think around. it was there was such a dearth of uh, successful animated films and characters at the time that it was like oh you kind of like this great we're shoving yeah. it there that's like, true yeah. Um, I, I'll say I definitely agree with that. Like that, they're like, "Hey, you should like this." You like Stitch now. Yeah. Um, when I was in Tokyo, I went on the the uh, their version of Tower of Terror. Their uh, what is it? The Harrison Hightower. I don't yeah. remember. Um, but there's like this little guy who's like causing all the the ruckus. This guy, little uh, Shiriki Utundu. Like he's this little like uh, uh, wow. statue. Um, and I was like, oh, I want to get a piece of merchandise with this character on it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm very excited. And I went into the gift shop, and it was all Stitch. Oh. That's the exit weird. of the, like, of that ride. That's the dumbest thing I've ever... Yeah. That's yeah. very strange. Like, uh, that that happened with Tower of Terror in Orlando and Anaheim, where it, the origin, the actual, like, Tower of Terror merchandise just got... The section got smaller and smaller and more and more Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. (laughs) Just because it's like a perennial bestseller, I guess. And uh, people weren't really looking for uh, Rod Serling action figures as well. (laughs) Uh, I was. Yeah, we're we're the type who all want those weird fit characters, but most tourists are just like, yeah, hey, give me some Stitch, give me a sweatshirt yeah. with Stitch on but it. Why would you want Stitch at the end of a ride that Stitch has nothing I to got, do with? We were in Orlando and a couple years ago when we got off the Country Bear ride and we were high from it. We loved it so much. We thought, this is, oh my god, we haven't seen this in years. This is the greatest show. And we ran up to him, play. Where's the merch? Give us some merch. We want everything you've got. And they're like, oh, we don't really have any. And I was like, what the hell? And it must just be people, for some reason, most tourists don't want, like, a hillbilly bear on a shirt or, like, they, it's weird. Or it's like they had it, but they wanted you to go away. <laughs> that would <laughs> possible, too. Exactly. Um, did did you see what Liver Lips McGraw did? Did you see it? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we've been here for a while, buddy. I, I feel like Disney goes back and forth on that, where they they will have, like, a lot of park-exclusive merch 
for a while they have a lot of variety and then for a while it'll just be like the same shirts the same stuffed animals in every store yeah like the the it's it's all like crap like peter uh, they have a peter pan shirt now that just says like i'm so fly <laughs> oh, oh i hate that <laughs> you're a gas oh, that is it. like that uh, that was like a gut punch that feels horrible <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's bad. Uh, wait, this maybe wasn't uh, Disney, but didn't Lindsay post like a crazy? Uh, it was like the Popeye characters as Breaking Bad or something. Oh yeah, my girlfriend Liz. <laughs> when we were in Orlando a couple weeks ago or a m- couple months ago, I guess. Yeah, there's a a Popeye and Bluto Breaking Bad parody shirt in Orlando in uh, Universal Studios. Who for who? Why? <laughs> yeah, that's even weirder. Stop mixing two. Don't mix. Yeah, yeah completely two. Related, uh, yeah. I will say Disney is losing money though if they don't have a shirt of the Queen of Hearts from Alice in Wonderland with her giant axe sword thing going, uh, and it says Slay Queen. <laughs> right? That seems like a given. Oh, that is good. Honestly, they should make that. Yeah. Everyone would would absolutely get that. It's funny. Yeah. You used to, we are we're all saying we used to not fit in with like d- teenagers of the time, but clearly you've got a grip on the youth culture um, that is very. St- you should work for Hot Topic. <laughs> 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 Our new shirts uh, conceptual artist. <laughs> well, if anyone from Hot Topic Corporate is listening, Jason Sheridan is his name. A line of shirts about all the different American world's fairs. Uh, <laughs> Knoxville, Seattle, New York, Chicago. Chicago, Philadelphia. You wouldn't get it. It's a Chicago world's fair thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the Philadelphia world's fair shows up in the... Uh, American Adventure or American Experience? What's the Epcot ride? Oh, yeah, the American Experience or American Adventure? I can't. One of the robots, I just saw robots fell over while the show was going (laughs) on a couple of days ago. Oh, the best thing that can happen. That's that's the one where, like, Mark Twain talks to... Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin and Thomas Edison. They co-host the show. They shake hands. But then the World's Fair segment, there's, like, four or five luminaries all standing in their booths, and they're all talking at each other. Uh, it's very strange. That ride is super weird. We have to do an episode oh, on yeah. that. It's gr- I, just, that yeah, I, just I think I said in a previous episode, when I, the first time I went to Disney World, I read about it in a book on the way, that attraction, and then it was closed for refurbishment, and I cried and cried. Say <laughs> seven-year-olds who really wanted to see Benjamin Franklin shake hands with Mark Twain. Um, <laughs> and they're like at least a foot apart. Their hands are a foot apart it's when the they're most shaking. Awkward. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. They both seem to... They give it a go for five weird seconds and then kind of look up like, close enough. <laughs> we did it, gentlemen. In my mind, there's like a creaking noise to it to like signify that they're touching, but that might be in my own brain. Um, uh, do we, is there an overall uh, statement to make about that? We missed yeah. anything? Uh, Maris, um, do you have any final thought? We have a, one, well, we have a little wrap up for this section, uh, but do you have any final thoughts or anything? I mean, I feel like on? I've been saying it the whole time. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> Clear. thesis. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you believe in people getting along and harmony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inclusion, inclusion, inclusion. Uh, colors are fun. Yeah. I love like fun style. I love um, like the joy of togetherness and mm-hmm. to celebrate that rather than you know tearing each other apart. Well, that's. I mean, that's wonderful. I mean, we all can agree on that stuff. Um, so we're, what we do is when we're doing a ride, we we have a we have a, a scale. 
basically. Okay. And okay. there are three choices you can have when dealing with this ride. It's would you keep it exactly the same as it is? Would you plus it up? And then what would you do with it? Or three, would you just burn it down in a mysterious fire for insurance purposes? <laughs> so we'll each go around and we'll choose what we would do to It's a Small World. And we're probably talking about the Disneyland version because we all know it the best. Yeah. Uh, does anyone want to start? I can start. Sure. I'll start. Okay. I would plus it up. Here's the thing that kind of bothers me about it. You can clearly see that the sky is a building. And I don't like it. And mm-hmm. on Pirates and on Haunted Mansion, at least when it's not Haunted Mansion Holiday, you can't really see that it's... You could see it might be sky because it looks just very convincing. It's dark in there, and I understand that's a big part of it. But I don't like it that it just looks like... You know, there's it's air like ducts up there. Ceiling. It's a Costco yeah, yeah, ceiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a it BJ's bo- brewery. <laughs> it looks like yeah. a BJ's, which, by the way, is a wonderful restaurant. There's They're one allowed, not too they don't far need from... to simulate a sky, and uh, they aren't obliged, but it's a small world. There's there. a reason most dark rides take place at night. Because yes. it's hard to hide. And they're oh, called yeah. dark yeah. rides. Yeah, they're called dark rides. <laughs> you know what, though? I actually have it in my notes that I like I like the ceiling. Really? <laughs> what? Um, and it's a, there's a really specific detail that I noted and really appreciated in the Simpsons ride at Universal Studios that you're, like, crashing into different rides at Krusty Land in that ride. And you go into the Happy Little Elves ride. And if you look at the ceiling, it is very clearly the unadorned small oh, world ceiling. it's just drop tile, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's I know like exactly what you're really talking about. Really deep theme park nerd detail that I'm very yeah. happy that they did. Like, oh, small world ceiling. <laughs> so I might not even, maybe I don't change anything. So do you like it You ceiling. like it because the Simpsons referenced it? I, I like it more now for that oh, reason. Okay. But I, I, that reference definitely read to me. I, I find it sort of, I, I think it, it's it's kind of charming and connects it to the, the World's Fair uh, roots. That it's like just like an it's an industrial building and they didn't, they, they like did a little bit to it. But didn't go, uh, didn't go nuts. I mean, I I'm not saying it has to be some immersive sky, but I almost want at least like a cartoon, something on the top of the ceiling that looks more like a child, like Happy Stars. Maybe Happy uh-huh. Stars. That's a good idea. Uh, uh, maybe just you know, like stuff hang more hanging things. Like you could put. You know, things that if it's the jungle part, it feels like there's vines or something. I just feel like <laughs> I want to be immersed more in the ride, and it, I look up and it takes me out of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Fireworks at two, the end. Fireworks would be good. Uh, yeah. Two, if it was possible, I know it would be a total. I think part of the thing that makes people uh, uh, like roll their eyes at the ride is that it is so slow and pleasant. I want. Let's do a couple drops. <laughs> Out of town. Not, that, <laughs> well, that does happen in the movie Tomorrowland. Yes, that's true. Which we had not talked about. I've we'll never seen that about. movie, but I know there is a sequence where they get on they the small world it's... boat. It stops and like a trapdoor opens. Yes. Is this your fanfic, Jason? <laughs> uh, no, it's Brad Bird's fanfic. <laughs> so H.H. Holmes yeah. student. I'm not saying Splash Mountain level drop. I'm saying just like some fun, maybe twirls where the boat would twirl or they would go up. I'm just saying if you give it a little pizzazz in the uh, in the feeling department I think you're going to get more people that are on board for a message of unity and hope that's all I'm saying <laughs> I think if you give if you give the body a visceral thrill it's more willing to accept a message of hope and peace <laughs> Way. No. Like no, you said, if you're trying to get someone to donate to a charity, you spin them around. <laughs> that is exactly what I'm saying. Give them a little. That is exactly what I'm high. saying. Um, All right, so that's me. Anyone who wants to go next? See. 
I don't think I have my. I think I think there's so many things uh, you should do in Disneyland before you start changing. It's a small world too much, and they did this little change that isn't a great change. Uh, it is really it's real slow at the end there. Uh, uh, I think that actually is a bummer about it that you leave and then you still got the two minutes of sort of like boat parking, um, <laughs> and I don't know what you can do there to to speed that up. Just I don't know, put put some extra dolls outside, add some dolls. That bugs um, me about pirates, pirates mm-hmm. of the Caribbean in Disneyland. They will let boats back up before you go up that lift hill at the mm-hmm. end. And I know they just run too many through the uh, per hour or whatever, mm-hmm. but I don't remember that happening as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it it does like it's 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 not horrible. It doesn't like uh, kill your experience on the thing, but you do have that moment like uh, uh, like hey, well that was great. I'm glad we went on this. Mm-hmm. Two minutes go by. There's <laughs> a real it's there's a real deflation that happens as opposed to Indiana Jones or something where you're like right off it immediately, pretty much. If there's something to do that's tight, let's tighten up that ending. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, like uh, videos explaining how we can uh, donate to UNICEF and. <laughs> If we want to create a, a small world in our own community, what can we do? Sure. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, give, give me like a QR code that I can <laughs> scan and uh, uh, donate right then and there. Yeah, let's do some good with those extra two minutes. How about that? Yeah. Plus it up. Plus it up. <laughs> All right, Jason. Uh, I, I was gonna say keep it uh, keep it as it is. Uh, All right, next. I think. Marissa. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I I try not to go into hard uh, uh, when Disney <laughs> does make changes uh, 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 to rides and stuff. Like I feel like people can get very upset, but I do think it is a good idea to to preserve some stuff as they are like the original uh or the, not original but early attractions like the tiki room or like some of the stuff from the world's fair they become world. kind of historical uh, documents at a certain point like like an old movie you want to maybe watch it as uh, the, as it was intended to be yeah and i i think i mean disney himself said you know disneyland will always be growing and changing it'll never be complete so like but you can't change everything all the time but then you can't keep everything the same all the time so i think it's a balancing act so Mm -hmm. i i think like and i think the company does tend more towards preserving the stuff that walt did work on Mm -hmm. um like like the tiki room and and uh the stuff that came out when he was alive especially the animatronic stuff sure Mm -hmm. yeah sure um Keep hey, it. wait, wait a minute. I have a, I have an idea in retrospect. Also, that mm-hmm. we haven't talked about the Christmas version. There's not much to talk about, but they think they did a great job with it, and the exterior looks really great with Christmas lights. Halloween version. Everybody. Ooh, in the oh, yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. Be I would love adorable. to see that. 300 different. Uh, and also, my wife and I are both, we love, like, there's a specific costume term called baby bunting. Like, when you see a, a costume for babies that doesn't require feet, like if a baby is like a, a carrot or a, a like uh, like peas in a pod or uh, or like a minion or something. Or like an egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When a baby's just in a bag. So let's put a bunch of baby buntings on all these dolls. <laughs> 
I love that phrase. What a boring. <laughs> what's a bunting? It's a baby bag. <laughs> it's a fun baby bag. Do they make those for adults? That sounds very comforting. <laughs> Let's get you. That'll be our first merch podcast. Yeah. The ride, adult bunting. Adult bunting. <laughs> also, uh, you know what? Let's throw some minions in there. They're fun. <laughs> Marissa looks aghast. Oh, they hate it. That that is cross company cooperation. It's the inclusiveness you were talking about. No. Disney and Universal no. coming no together to shoehorn minions <laughs> <laughs> small world. The minions and the dolls. Are I would hate that. I would hate it. That is a nightmare. Papagayo. Oh, oh, no, oh my minion impression. Oh my god. Um, uh, Mr. Uh, Gorbachev, here's a banana. <laughs> um, my version of, of the ride, I would uh, uh, plus it by getting rid of the new guys. Um, I'd take it back to like mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Um, and uh, yeah, I was like thinking about the, I'm like, oh, I like your idea about changing the ceiling. Like, I don't hate that. Um, but then once you spoke, then I was like, no, let's keep it the same. <laughs> All right. Good excuse. <laughs> 60s tiles. Perfectly preserved. Um, one thing I also enjoy about like the end, which is too long. I agree. Like after you, after they're like, bienvenue and like, bye bye, <laughs> whatever. Um, I do like that you're like, which lane am I going to go in? Because like, <laughs> the boat separate. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't know which one you're going to get. That's kind of fun. <laughs> so keep that. Keep the lane. Keep the lane splitting the up for the boats. Yeah. That'll okay. keep things moving traffic-wise, too, I'd imagine. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So we land at uh, basically keep it. Basically, as yeah. yes. I've been, hey, I've been overridden. My some... ideas have been overridden, and it's going to be <laughs> keep it being kept the same. I don't need mine to happen. If they did, I wouldn't mind. Um, yeah. Well, there I would, you have it. I would like mine to happen. So can, <laughs> can we rip out the, the new guys? <laughs> That's on you to do next time you write it. Jump off and rip them out. Um, well, we'll be right back. All right. So we're so we're agreed. Small world, kind of as is. Basically as is. Uh, but I mean, I'm fine with taking out the the new characters. Yeah, That's fine out. with me. So, uh, Marissa, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your love of Small World. Yeah. Do you have um, anything to plug? Uh, I mean, not really. Um, a Twitter? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, if if you like <laughs> tweets that are from 2010, uh, feel free to follow me on Twitter. Um, uh, Perfectly preserved, <laughs> like, a, like an old Walt right? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, it's at... M A R I S S A G O G O, which is either Marissa Gogo, which is how I imagine it, or Marissa Gogo. Um, your choice. Um, yeah, yeah. I perform at UCB. You could see me at UCB. Um, and I don't know. You know, check check the internet. I feel like things are happening. Things are going to be forthcoming. If you want skulking around the internet, if you want someone to go to a link just to have a to have a nice day and see some good art or something or buy a uh, I don't know how does how do people brighten their day? Uh, oh, right you now? know what brightens my day? Um, I like the painter Matisse. Hmm. Okay. Cool. I don't old know. Matisse. We'll look yeah, good. Old Matisse. <laughs> check out some Matisse paintings and and like. Like really ponder them. <laughs> uh, also check out podcast the ride at podcast the ride on Twitter and uh, podcast the ride at gmail.com if mm-hmm. you want to send us uh, thoughts. Yeah, you can yell at us in any different way: Twitter, email, in any language, uh, and yeah, uh, or if you just want to talk about H H Holmes. 
No, we're not doing no more about him. <laughs> and follow Jason Sharon. And our spin-off show, the HH Holmes cast, where we go chapter through chapter at Devil in the White City. Trap door by uh, trap door. <laughs> All, right. Um, All right, let's get out of here before the, he go, turns into a murderous <laughs> rage. Okay. You survived Podcast the Ride. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.